So Taylor, we were at this Halloween party this weekend. And you told this girl you were a life coach, and she turned to you and said, what is one thing you would tell people to change their life? And while you were thinking of the answer, I had an answer in my head. I have an answer in my head. And you said the exact answer I was thinking of. And I'm like, I fucking knew it. My left nut was tingling. Your right nut was tingling. We came together as one brain. So Deuce, before I say my answer, I'm curious what your answer is. Well, tiny habits create big changes. Mm. How do you like this? Small pieces build big machines. Boom. Is that what you said? Small pieces. No, that's no. not. But when you said that, I, that's a quote I heard from someone once. That, wait. Yeah, I fucking love that. I mean, wait, I, wait, wait. what is this about small penises? <laughs> build big what? I hate you. <laughs> Speaking of penises. I hate you. Okay. Speaking of penises. No, no, no. We're not. If we're not. the average small pieces build big machines. Oh, gotcha. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to Modern Happiness, where we believe happiness is a choice. Our goal is to share how we and our high-performing guests choose happiness, covering topics such as fitness, mindset, relationships, business, and much more in today's world. Here are your hosts, Matt Mahalik and Taylor Sleeper. What's up, happiness homies? Welcome back to another episode of Modern Happiness. We're so happy to join you in this beautiful November chilly day. The sun is shining here in Denver. We got Taylor. We got Deuce. How are we doing, squad? What's up, guys? Um, doing well. Got to go to one of my favorite coffee shops this morning. And we're in for some excitement because Matt's going to lead this. Yeah, I know. And Deuce and I have no idea what is happening. No idea. I just have questions, universal questions that aren't universal at all. My heart just started beating a little <laughs> faster, uh, uh, honestly. Uh, uh, nervous, I'm nervous. A, I'm an excited nervous, you know. Well, I just wanted I to... Like I'm just I, nervous. Just nervous, <laughs> period. Not excited at all. Uh, I just wanted to kick off, like, how's everyone's day going? How's the week? We've got through Sober October. How are we feeling? Mm. This has been a weird week for me. It's what, Wednesday? Whew, I feel like it should be Wednesday of next week. Yeah. Um, you've, had a lot, you you've had a lot going on. Uh, a lot of stressors. Yeah, I don't know if we need to go into this, but yeah, doing some collaborations with some other people, business-wise, and a lot of learning lessons. I know Matt mm. loves those two words together. Learning lessons. Uh, Are they lessons if you didn't learn, Deuce? They're not, no. So well, it could, could it be a lesson. You just chose not to learn it, right? That's learn a great point. It. That's a great point. Good call. <laughs> we'll consistently be debating this. Uh, yeah, so that's been interesting. Should have asked. This has been go- going on for months. Should have asked a lot of questions. Mm. Even though I'm joining their organization. Mm. Um, something interesting I'm learning about leadership lately, which is something that I teach. Leadership, right? I think that, well, the one thing that I'm learning the most, I actually wrote a blog post about this, is the more and more I coach people, the more and more I realize that leadership is not what people think it is. Right. And people need to unlearn what they think leadership is. And um, the most consistent is that it's like militaristic, yell at followers, employees, tell them what to do, which is not the case. Also, though, what I'm finding is many times being the leader is when you are in a subordinate role, if you will. Right. So, for example, here, that would be me. Um, And I kind of just let meetings go, let emails go, just following the way they are presenting things. When I could have been proactive, I could have asked questions ahead of time. I could have, like, that's taking ownership and responsibility and leadership and um, learning for myself, um, but also a lot of clients that I work with, whether you're an employee or you report to someone, uh, you can still be a leader by 
not just waiting for them to tell you what to do or mm-hmm. X, Y, and Z. So, um, that is what's on my mind. Damn. Yeah. It's been a crazy week. Yeah. I think that's really cool. Like stepping into that, be like, Oh, you're going, you're joining their organization. This isn't my fault. Things are going kind of not as I would want. Like, yeah, it's their organization, whatever. I'm, you know, but like you said, taking that ownership and being like, well, I could have came in here and asked better questions. I could have been like, Hey, I've done this before. Like, let's, here are the five things we should have ready to go or whatever, like whatever that is, but like taking that ownership. I do. I see, I see your side, but at the same time, it's not like you wanted to overstep boundaries. Mm. I feel like, which is probably Mm -hmm. what pushed pause on making those for sure. And and I think that's where it's a balance of both. Like, you know, for me, that's what I believe extreme ownership is, is taking responsibility for the things I could have done. And I have learned and you know, you're, you're absolutely right. Part of that. The reason I didn't is there were certain calls where I didn't feel like the group setting was the right environment to have certain conversations. However, you know, I could have sent a separate email or follow-up call or, you know, I, I mean, I definitely, if it was my organization, I would be, I would be like, man, I should set the stage for this, but, uh, you live and learn. And, uh, yeah, it's been interesting. You're growing. So, You're so yeah, growing. I'm, a, I'm a little tired today. Yeah. <laughs> Happy to be here. Well, we got our coffee, so that's good. <laughs> I guys. Know. I, uh, we had this conversation in the last podcast and then our, our, our group text was like, you know, vote. Are you one to forget meals, not forget meals? Oh, and I forget meals. Right. And I'm about to pack up to come here and I'm like, fuck it, any breakfast. And then it's going to be like noon and I'm not going to have eaten. I'm like, I gotta eat something. So I go in my pantry and there's a wrap, a flour wrap for sandwiches Fab. in my pantry that I got when I moved in, which was like, what, three weeks ago now? Mm-hmm. Still totally fine. Like. That just perturbs me a little bit. I'm like, shouldn't this be spoiled? Mm. Shouldn't it be hard or molded? Right. And it's not. It was perfectly fine. And I'm like, well, okay. I'm fucking making a making a wrap and eating it in the car. Uh, anyway, I'm just. I just wanted to say that. That's really <laughs> weird. That everyone, Matt, my, ate a meal today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that I have this wrap in the pantry that didn't get weird. Love this preservatives, baby. Weeks. Preservatives are great. Anyway, I'm, I'm just, just saying, guys. Aaron Rodgers has COVID. He's out next week. Damn. I'm just, you know, I'm worried about it. I'm worried about it. What? Where? Where are we going now? Oh. I don't, I'm just thoughts. These are morning <laughs> thoughts right now. Here, here's another. This, thought. this is how I thought this was gonna go. I'm just... Here's another thought. Uh, Deuce gave me. Uh, some coffee. Mug. I got the princess mug. Yeah. We got, what do we got? Six princesses. We got five princesses on here. Uh, Taylor, which one would you fuck? Oh my God. <laughs> wow. No, I gave Matt the princess cup because he is our princess diva. Of the group. <laughs> I'm a diva. You're, you're Fine. a little I bit of a diva. I don't care. Um, <laughs> I think it's a good diva though. Well, anyway, okay. What, this a, one? what are these other questions? I know. You got here, That's Matt. Rapunzel. Rapunzel. Yes. It's also a Dave song. So I'll take Rapunzel. <laughs> Oh my god! That's All right, so podcast funny. over. All right, okay. <laughs> real question, guys. Taylor, Deuce, toilet paper. Do you put it on with the flap over or under? Over. Over. How is this even? Obviously, yeah, over. You're well, because Natalie, my girlfriend, does it with puts it under. under. Natalie, I'm like Natalie. this is this is asinine. It's ridiculous. It's just a different pooling method. Uh, we're just going. I'm going rapid. I just have some rapid fire okay, questions. I just want to get going. some feedback. Okay. okay, I'm into it. Would I'm you, actually into it. Would you rather fight 100 duck-sized horses oh or one horse-sized duck? 100 duck-sized horses. No, horse-sized duck. So it's a horse that's no, a little, very small. No, I want the small. little horses. No, I'm, I'm giving the options here. Wait, You're going to have to fight, right? physically fight. Yeah, ducked 
A duck, ducked. Ducks, duck sized horses. Yeah, that's what I said. Duck. No, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah. Horses. Duck, duck sized oh horses. God. If they're duck sized, they're small <laughs> okay, horses. Okay, yeah, right, okay, okay. All right. Jesus. English is my second language. Not true. Not true. Okay, we're on fire. Taylor, what do you want? What kind of. What I can't. Kind of... I can't even right now. Um, okay. Easier, I would be with Deuce because I could just take like I'm thinking like a hockey stick. That's what I go to town. Yeah, hundreds a lot. But I kind of want to see a horse-sized duck. Yeah. So I think I would rather. I think that would. That's scarier. That's frightening for sure. But like, which would I rather see? I think that would be wild. Yeah, it's we're talking about fighting, not seeing. Yeah, then a hundred duck-sized horses. Yeah, no weapons though. You don't get a weapon. So that was not part of the. Well, I'm making it part of it. I can pick up a weapon. No, no, I'm saying you can't. You're in a ring with a hundred well, little horses. Same. I'm bigger than. <laughs> okay, a so duck, still that. So. Yeah, I think I'd have to agree. Awesome. Now that we got that settled, <laughs> these burning questions. If your five-year-old self suddenly <laughs> found themselves inhabiting your current body, wow, what would your five-year-old self do first? Oh my god, go pick up shells on the beach. Okay, you would do that anyway. I know, so. <laughs> but that's what my five-year-old self loved doing too. Mm, the first thing that comes to mind is something I couldn't do when I was five. So it'd be like drive a car or, or like oh, I remember, you oh, remember I the rides at, I'm not even a huge oh, yeah. <laughs> like theme park person, but you know, growing up in Orlando and just what was it, Splash Mountain. Mm-hmm. It was like the day that I was tall enough to ride Splash Mountain. Damn, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. I, that, that's funny. I was thinking about this. I'm like, well, I would check to make sure my penis has grown, <laughs> but I was like, well, my five-year-old self probably wouldn't think that. That's probably was, like, yeah, probably my 12-year-old self. Are you self. sure? Because, uh, I mean, I don't know. What, I don't even know what a five-year-old looks like. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Taylor, that was my first thought. My mom said that my brother and I always loved like trucks mm. and stuff. So I think my five-year-old self would be like, why are you not driving 18-wheelers around all the time? Why are you driving this stupid pickup truck? You could be driving a bulldozer, uh, a crane around. So yeah, I think I'd like exactly you said. What couldn't you do at five years old? Probably jump in, jump in a big old truck, whip that baby around. Damn. Yeah. That's fun. Awesome. Good stuff. This is good stuff. Uh, did you guys know that the chain chain link fences, chain link fences, right? Invented in 1844, and it really hasn't evolved. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it really hasn't evolved much since 1844. Uh, there's no question there. I just wanted you guys to. Hear that? Fun fact. I was walking <laughs> along the street and I was like, there's a brand new chain link fence in my neighborhood. And I'm like, you know, these haven't changed much. There's really yeah. no more innovation you could make on a chain link fence. Yeah, because they work. Yeah, they work. Done I don't deal. even know how you would progress it forward. Yeah. I mean, you can make the hole smaller, bigger, but you wouldn't really want to go bigger than. But then that's just variety. It's not really changing anything. Right. Totally. Hmm. It's like the guy who invented roof racks. Roof racks will never change. Hmm. Yeah, I guess you and can make them, like can make them so lighter, simple. but, but yeah. yeah, it just is what Watch it is out. at that point. Elon do Musk will wish, listen to this. Oh. So. <laughs> yeah, well, do you ever wish that like you lived during the time where everyone was figuring out all these things? Like, I feel like a lot of things have been invented that's right what now. You think. That's, what I, I think. that's probably what I they mean, were thinking that's too. That's definitely true, like a majority, but then, you know, shit comes out that you're like, wow, how is this not created? Well, yet? okay, yeah. like, so back when I, 10 years ago, um, I was rereading my journals the other day and I literally had the idea. It's so hilarious reading this book back because I had the idea of AirPods 10 years ago. Mm. And like, I literally, it's 
my journey in this book is finding an engineer to build them for me, like a sound person. Like I found all these people in this journey of this book and I was literally on my way to inventing the AirPods. I just didn't Damn. ever meet anyone from Apple. Yeah, that's <laughs> tough. I mean, like the technology is just not there yet. Yeah, it so was So we crazy. could have all, like, you know, hovering cars or yeah, rev- like all, all yeah. those future movies where it's like, oh, cars will be, you know, of hover cars and all this stuff. It's like oh my God, these ideas are out there. We just don't have the technology for yeah, it. Yeah. 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 Well, even like apps, right? You keep seeing this new, like, how can they come up with another app or like another whatever? But I think part of it is you got to, you got to be like, how would I describe this? But if you think about like, you know, Steve Jobs, like an innovator, but like to the next level or even Elon Musk where it's like, you know, when Instagram first came out, nobody thought it would be what it was. Right. And a lot of people are like, if I just had used that when it started coming out, you know, and that's like, which is an interesting conversation, Clubhouse, when Clubhouse first came out, I was like, I don't know if I could use this, but like, shit, I don't want it to turn into Instagram. And then I right. didn't do it. Now it doesn't seem like it's really turning Pop into what people thought. But I think that's part of like where we're at now is like, you got to be able to dream way past the life that we're living in. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, and that's that's um that's what like Deepak calls that's that like quantum thought, where n- no one has an original idea. We're all pulling stuff. You mm-hmm. pull twenty different things, and you have this new idea. Mm-hmm. But it's really just variations of all this other things you've been learning. But to actually have like a, a quantum leap in your thinking would have to be something that's never been conceived of. And it's like, is that even possible? Yes. Or is well, everything just mushrooms. built on? Sure. There we go. <laughs> Start microdosing. <laughs> I've been thinking about that. Wait, have you watched Fantastic Fungi yet? No. Oh my goodness. Is that Netflix? On Netflix. Netflix. Or? Just go watch it. Fantastic it Fungi. literally it changed. It it's a game changer. Okay, that's all nice. I'm saying. It's I a like good that. documentary. Yeah. I'm I'm knee deep in Succession on HBO. Oh nice. Uh, really enjoying it. I haven't watched it. <laughs> yeah. Knee deep. Knee knee deep, like <laughs> covered in it. It's ridiculous. Uh, there is actually this new platform called Solve S O L V V. I'm looking at it right now. Oh, um, right. but it's like. I'm trying to see what they call it, but I think it's like, it's a mix between clubhouse and podcasting. Interesting. And it looks like there's like, you can have groups of four people and you come in and you talk about stuff. So they have like upcoming solves and they have a business one. So it's this poor relationship with employees. Oh, and it's like these three people. Oh, it looks like two panelists. Then they have one for education. Um, so it's like Ted talks questions for teachers or anyone interested in education or the system. And they have two panelists for that. And you can add it to your calendar. You can tune in. And I'm sure they'll replace. But anyway, like Gary Vee talks about this where he's like, I'm joining every new thing because just what you said, Taylor. Damn, I wish I was, you know, I wish I was using Instagram in 2012 or whatever, 2010. Yeah. Um, but who knew, right? And it's right. hard to be on top of all these apps. That's like Vine was huge, but then Vine fails. So Clubhouse thought was going to be big, but uh, it's pretty, it's fading a lot. You don't hear much about it anymore. And so it's like, how do we know? You don't. Just do them all. Mm. And hopefully you're on the forefront and it takes off. Yeah. Is it do it all? Or I think it's a little bit of like right place, right time. And like mm-hmm. leaning into what feels right for you. Yeah. Um, there's that stoic quote. Luck is what happens when preparation meets opportunity. Mm-hmm. And so many people are like, you hear so many people say like, oh, they're so lucky. They're so lucky. A celebrity or a professional athlete or someone who has this great idea. And it's like, well, yeah. But like, if you had that idea, would you have followed through on it? Mm-hmm. Would you have like put in the work? Would you have like... You know, I I saw something recently, and I've read about her before. Oh, I think I've listened to a podcast on how I built this, but the girl who created Spanx. Mm, I think she like I recently sold. Story. And, I've heard yeah, story a bunch. and I don't know it well enough to like repeat it now. But basically, yeah, 
I think most people would have never gone through what she did. And even one of my favorite books is Shoe Dog, Phil Knight, who created Nike. Mm-hmm. And again, I, I was born in 1990. So the world I grew up in, Nike was always like the top of the top. Mm-hmm. You read this book and it was like 20 years before Nike like made a breakthrough. Like he's working a full-time job and like who else would, you know, work on their company for that long? So going back to that quote, luck is what happens when preparation meets opportunity. I think you got to put the work in and then, yeah, you got to have a little bit of luck or a little bit of like the universe meeting the right person. So it's like, um, also the, the conversation of like, is there a wrong decision? So mm-hmm. like if we use clubhouse, Instagram clubhouse, like you and I, Matt, you and I talk about TikTok a lot and I'm just like, I can't do all of these. I'd rather do one. Well, even if it's maybe fading a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's definitely an interesting thought. Yeah. I think, yeah, you said it all right. And it's like, I was having this conversation with a friend, um, who's like building a side hustle and you know, worried about failure. What if I spend all this time on this and like, it just flops, nothing becomes of it. I'm like, is that really even a failure? Because you're going to learn so much along the way Mm. and, you know, worried about, oh, people are going to see me like go after this dream and then it fails. What are they going to think of me? And anyway, that's a whole nother conversation of, well, that's a reflection of people, you know, themselves going, oh, wow, she really went after her dreams. What a failure. It's like, "Mm, you're just jealous that you're just at your job, never pursuing your dreams. But anyway, but yeah, it's like if I go after these seven new apps and go in what is one divided by seven? I don't know. You know, 15% on all of them rather than going a hundred percent just on Instagram or just on whatever it is. Um, who knows? Is that, is that a bad choice? There's one way to find out by trying, by trying. Yeah. Guys, do fish get thirsty? <laughs> no, they don't get thirsty. No, they're just always hydrated. They're just, do they need to be hydrated? <laughs> Good question. I mean, is water wet? <laughs> These are the questions that people need to need have to answers know. for. If you guys want insight on what keeps them out up at night. This is water is, is water wet? Uh, yeah. Uh, I, oh God, this is so... I don't know. I gotta go with no. What something, do you mean no? Because you have, something has to be dry to be considered wet. Okay. So water well, so makes things wet. So water's not wet to fish. Yeah. It's like air's not. I don't. You pick up a fish and you're oh like, this God. fish is so wet. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like so slippery. Just a casual like, Wednesday. You could say this fish <laughs> is dry. Fish. <laughs> yeah. For all our fishermen out there. <laughs> but something has to be dry. Then it is wet. Right. But just to be just what it's water. It's not can't be wet okay it just is water you guys don't want to entertain this conversation no i just can't it's not not at all okay not all right, awesome. next question <laughs> we'll agree that fish are never thirsty <laughs> never thirsty they don't need to drink water they i don't think they know what thirst is mm. i mean or it's not the same i can't believe i'm having this conversation <laughs> they honestly. just eat food and well i mean good. if they're out of water they obviously need water but yeah. that's how they breathe right that's not thirst they're suffocating yeah so okay yeah okay cool uh the next dying question oh do you have more on that well i don't know do you think they get thirsty for air (laughs) is that i don't know is that thirsty is that semantics is that when like bubbles come out of fish yeah like they're there is something in their body turning the h2o into 
oxygen. Huh, yeah. And they're blown that out. Or yeah. they come up and they're like, oh, some air. We need oh. to ask Tess Bright. <laughs> yeah. Tess, yeah. She, she'll she know, would, she'll she would have some good answers to yeah. this for sure. Yeah. Uh, is cereal soup? No. Oh, wow. That was a fast answer. Yeah, because you don't cook it in a liquid. Soup you make, like you need to start with a liquid and then you add things. And then that liquid usually cooks the things. Mm-hmm. And that with that's what is that the definition of soup? This is interesting. Guest expert Erin Quinn is who we need to talk to. She's got a whole debate on this. Really, she's soup expert. (laughs) Um, Well, the other question is: Are pop tarts ravioli? Oh my god! (laughs) Interesting. I would say cereal and soup are essentially the same thing. Yeah, because there's cold soups. There are cold. soups. That's what I was gonna say. Gazpacho. Yeah, but you you don't gazpacho is cold and you don't or is soup cereal. Does cereal have to be milk? (laughs) Hmm. Well, I got meat cereal. (laughs) Right, but you're you're qualifying that it's a type. I'm qualifying that specific type of cereal. Eating a bowl with a spoon. Yeah, but by calling it meat, you're differentiating. Okay, gotcha. So if you just said cereal, but also you can eat cereal without milk at all. So actually, Deuce might change my mind. You can eat cereal out of box, and that's cereal. Yeah, and it's not soup. So I would say. No, cereal is not soup. So what makes something cereal then? Is a box of raisins cereal? <laughs> I think it's like raisin it, bran it comes the... in a rectangular box <laughs> right, and yeah. it is marketed that it's way. It's already yeah. cooked. It's already cooked. It's you don't already need cooked. to do any cooking. <laughs> could you, could you put ground beef in a Cheerios box and <laughs> call it <laughs> Fucking one day, cereal? man. Are we having this, this future uh, genius I can't idea believe now. you got me into this conversation after all of these. You're, you're wrapped in, in it now. It, yeah. You're enjoying it. Uh, well, let's not go that far. Well, speaking of conversations that we've actually had before, Taylor, do you trust your dentist? Oh, no. <laughs> Can dentists be trusted? Don't, no. Don't even get me started. I, I just got to notice I'm like six months overdue because I don't trust this dentist mm. and they're in like Lone Tree, but I need to go. If you guys have dentist recommendations... In the Denver area that I can trust, send them my way. I, that's the thing. I don't know if you can't because I would recommend you to my dentist. But all of a sudden, it's like, you know, for my whole life, it's like your teeth are weak. You know, I've had a bunch of fillings, all this shit. And then I get to this dentist and I've kind of been flossing a little bit more, nice. but not like every day. And the, uh, what do you call it? The, the I almost said nurse. Yeah, the, the tech. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she's like, hygienist. she's doing, dental hygienist. yeah, go. she's doing the cleaning. She's like, and I have this back retainer. It's like braces oh. behind oh. my lower front teeth that keep them whatever. It's bullshit. T- two of them aren't even connected. Like the glue has fallen off. Oh, damn. Anyway, she's like, and a lot of people have this apparently. She's yeah. like, this is the cleanest. They call it a retainer. This is the cleanest retainer I've seen in weeks. I'm like, fuck you. I don't believe you. Like, no, there's no way. I've like seen it. It's, See, I never get compliments. But beautiful. what's interesting is I don't think I had my first cavity until like after college. Mm, wow. I don't know why. I don't even think I was good about like my dental hygiene as a kid. Yeah. But for whatever reason, never anything. And then now when I go, it's always like, uh, do you brush your teeth? Do you floss? Do you? And I'm just like... <laughs> Yeah. You know the answer. I do. <laughs> well, isn't that because but, your teeth are getting weaker as you get older? I don't know. I've also heard, which I don't know if, if it's true, that like everyone's bacteria in their mouth is different. Yeah. So some people are legitimately just more susceptible to cavities. Right. That's what I feel like I'm more susceptible. And I'm like, coffee. Yeah. I mean. Eats that it's, shit away. It's not, it's not great. Just drink your coffee through a straw. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, I don't trust dentists because they ask me all the questions while they're in my mouth while it's open Ooh. and expecting me to reply. That's actually the biggest one. It's, what? It, but it, they wait. It's like literally open your mouth, something goes in, and they're like, so what are How you doing this weekend? Yeah. yeah. What, do you, what are your holiday wow. plans? I'm like, uh-huh. What? Yeah. Yeah. When? Oh my god! It's a, it's like they have a class on that in dental just, school. You just like, start talking. You just start like as best you can to just start giving like a full on answer. Oh, I oh just I like, try. Yeah, we gonna really go. Oh, that got loud. That was loud. But, <laughs> um, Sorry, you so guys no. missed that visual. So no, we uh we don't trust our dentists. No. Yeah. Not yet. Who's to say? Yeah. I mean, my dentist is literally my parents' best friend, and I love him as a person. But in the office, I'm like, mm-hmm. I see you. Yeah, yeah you, you got to. I mean, you got to just assume they're doing the right thing. But this is what I said to you. I was like, yeah, they put the x-rays up there and like, see this dark spot? That's a cavity because there's like nothing there. Your right. enamel's I relate gone it to like car car repair, yeah. auto repair. Like oh, I don't know yes. anything about cars. And you take it in for an oil change, and they're like, well, actually, man, you need this, this, and this. And I'm like, how much is that? Oh, five grand. I'm like, yeah. well. I don't know. Okay. What am I going to take it somewhere else? Yeah. And... Like your brakes are worn down. It's like, can you show me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes they walk out with a filter. They're like, this is a, f- a new filter. This is your filter. And it's black and disgusting. I'm like, is that my filter? <laughs> yeah. Or is that just the is, one you have under the desk? Is that the one you keep in the closet? <laughs> right, example. right. Who's yeah. to say? Like, show me. Put that back in the car. Let me see it. Uh, it doesn't fit right now. <laughs> Cause it's so dirty. Cause, uh, yeah, because my filter's still oh in there. <laughs> you have totally done that to me before. <laughs> like literally, I didn't even think of that, but that's yeah. what they're doing. Yeah. Absolutely. It's like when you don't Shit. know, you don't know. I went to Meineke and the guy was like, uh, to like clean my engine. He's like some, what was it? It was like some fish tank cleaner or something. I don't, I gotta go back and ask him. He's like, put this in your gas tank. It'll clean it out. I'm like, that sounds like bullshit. You want to put some fish tank cleaner in my gas tank? What, so I can come back here after my car's broken? Oh, my God. That sounds... Okay, Super next sketchy. Question. Next question. Okay. Um, do you guys want kids? Great yeah. question. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> I'm wow. just kidding. I'm just kidding. Look <laughs> on Deuce's face. Not anytime next, soon, next but question. yes. <laughs> yeah. But yes. Yes, I do, but not anytime soon. Taylor? Yes. Yeah. Me too. And I constantly think about this. I got in this conversation. I don't even honestly know, know where it came from. Somebody was talking about having a kid and like, oh, we're like setting goals. And it's like, oh, my kid to be successful. I'm like, how will you know that they're successful? Or like, I want a great relationship with my kid. I'm like, what does that look like? And then I thought of this idea where um, my brother and I had a lemonade stand growing up. And we actually like, I think my dad worked with someone. We got a bunch of Sobeys. Remember Sobe? Mm -hmm. So we would also sell those because we just had like so many of them. Um, But I was like, you know, it'd be so cool to help your kid run a lemonade stand where it's like really treating it as a business and as if you were like, the venture capitalists or something where they're like, dad, we, you know, we want to run a lemonade stand. It's like, all right, how much will that cost? And like kind of working them through that where it's like, okay, well we need like, we need lemons and water. It's like, okay, that's it. You just going to squeeze lemons into people's mouth. It's like, okay, well we need a pitcher and we need cups. And it's like, all right, you're going to serve that on the ground. Oh, we need a table. And it's like, okay, how, you know, tables a hundred bucks. It's like, well, can can we just borrow the kitchen table? I'm like, "Mm." I'll lease it to you Boom. for 10 cents a day. Right. I don't know. Just like, that'd be such a fun Giving conversation real to have. Life. Yeah. 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 And, oh, uh, yeah, I love that. Yeah. But I think just think like having kids would be so much fun. It's like yeah. your little experiment. It is. 
It is. Oh, you want to see how fucking... Matt's going to have kids so he can retire. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? They're just going to... They're going to make lemonade they're gonna, and Yeah, sell they're going to work for you. You're going char- to charge rent, yeah. but double the price, the and C- just make a profit off everything. What's your, yeah, what do you do for work? I'm the CEO of my children. <laughs> I mean, did your parents... I, I, It's funny you say all this, because my parents did a lot of that for me while I was mm. growing up. Like, if I wanted anything, I had to work for it, and pay for it myself that's awesome like up up until literally college when they when they needed to start to like send me money but still in college I even worked for myself Mm -hmm. so like I bought my first cell phone I bought my first bike I bought my own soccer cleats because I wanted to play soccer like nice that's how my parents yeah that's cool I, I think for me like growing up they would like get me that stuff you know if I wanted if it was like really expensive, I'd probably just ask for it for Christmas or for my birthday and like get the new snowboard. Um, but like baseball, it's like, yeah, that's just like part of living. So they would oh. get me like base, you yeah. know, the baseball equipment. Yeah. I never ever had like the newest, most expensive bat or like a glove, you know, like. Right. And I think that was like what I wanted. So that's why they made me mm, pay for it. Cause yeah. They were like, okay, if you want the $300 cleats, then you need to buy those. Yeah, but I'll give fair. you the $80 cleats. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't think I ever got but, there they yeah. told me like yeah I mean, my parents made me uh, they own a pool store so like they're entrepreneurs whatever so i started working in that bitch when i was like could count back change mm-hmm. yeah what is that after kindergarten <laughs> i have no idea i literally remember being really not tall question. enough to see past the like counter but i was still taking orders your five-year-old self would literally count change yeah in your new body yeah Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. be spending money yeah yeah (laughs) i think once i got a job in high school working at the grocery store um that's kind of when all that stuff ended Mm. i feel like then i had to start buying my own stuff even through college like i worked in the summers and that was my money for the school year yeah so that was beer money that was if i wanted to eat out and um you know they paid for college, I have student loans, but there was the meals as part of that, right? right. But if I wanted to go outside to eat, like that you was all my money, yeah. all all that yeah. stuff. So, yeah. Anything, Taylor, to this? Uh, not not really much to add. Yeah, I mean, I I like cut grass growing up. I got a li- like a little bit of both. They'd like get me new equipment for sports, um, and then yeah, I'd have extra money for like things above and beyond that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> my mom. It was cool. She worked for this organization called Junior Achievement, which is actually based out of Colorado Springs. But basically, they create these programs and go into schools and they try to teach you about the real world. So there's like different themes for every grade. Um, So not everybody goes through it, but it's like a nationwide program. And so she like managed the county that we lived in. So basically, she'd have to fundraise. Um, but every, like, if you're in second grade, there's like these kits and then she'd have to find volunteers. So it'd be like, um, you know, one of my dad's friends is an attorney. They, people from the, the, um, community, community would come in and it would be like a six week course. They'd come once a week. And I remember in second grade, it's like, we have all these like cardboard cutouts and you learn about assembly lines Mm -hmm. and it's like a donut assembly line. And you just learn about the process and then it progresses in third grade and fourth grade. And then like in high school, it's like, you're learning about budgeting and all of these things. But, um, I think it was in fifth grade, she created this new project where we basically as a fifth grade class had a store like by the cafeteria and it was like a candy store or whatever. And we voted, like, I think I was vice president, this one girl, Kelly Hill was president. And then there were like head of marketing, like all these different roles. And then we'd have like meetings. Um, 
and then me and this girl Kelly would go with my mom to like Costco and we would buy all the candy and then like we would sell it. And so that was kind of a cool thing um, that I don't think I appreciated at the time, but like, um, has totally impacted, you know, that's the stuff that I don't know. It's kind of, I feel like cliche to say, but like most of the stuff you learn, especially high school, I like so many projects. I remember having to like film videos and poster boards and all this stuff. And it's like, teach me about compounding interest. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I love that. It's so important. I, I totally forgot that we had this class in high school as an elective. So not everyone took it. Um, but it's like, you know, you could do painting, TV broadcasting. I did that once. Um, but there's business management and, uh, you ran the school store. So the school store, there was like, you sell candy, whatever, um, snacks, drinks, um, sweatshirts. Yeah. Yeah. So, but the teacher was a fucking joke, an absolute joke. So the class was a joke. Um, but I love that. I love that idea. So Elon Musk has opened his own school. So there's like 12 kids in it. Um, four of which are his four sons. Um, and for one, I mean, he's like, we go on vacation and my kids are like, let's go back to school, which is so cool too. Cause like, how did any of us ever want to go back to school no. after vacation? Yeah. But he was talking about, he's like, yeah, what we're taught is like, here's a screwdriver. This is what a screwdriver does. Now memorize that shit. And here's a hammer. And here's what a hammer does. Memorize that shit. And we move on and we take a test and we say what a hammer does. He's mm-hmm. like, in this school, we get an engine and we take the engine apart. And now you're using a screwdriver. So you understand what a screwdriver does and you're, you know, applying it to what it does. And yeah. And what if you don't have a hammer, but you have a screwdriver and you can, you know, you're trying to hang something at home. You figure out how to use the screwdriver. Yeah. yeah. But if you're only taught, this is the only way you can use a screwdriver. Right. It's, yeah. Learning. Yeah. It's just like <clears throat> teaching yeah. you how to think, which, which is funny because I feel like so I, I think back to college and even like taking the ACT, taking the SAT and like critical thinking was almost like the buzzword I felt like mm-hmm. as I was graduating college. That's what everyone wanted. But it's like, it's still the way that they're teaching it is not accurate, I don't mm-hmm. feel, right? No. It's like, here's this like, you know, paragraph or this like, you know, math equation with words and numbers, like figure it out, but mm-hmm. not actually like real world application on like how to think, how to learn. Yeah, that's those um those questions that I love where it's like, um, you know, if you're applying to Tesla or Amazon or whatever, like these are the interview questions you get. And I made a reel about this as, as a joke, but it's like, you know, how many, um, bouncy balls would it take to fill up an airplane? And the point is that you don't just go, oh, I don't know, like a million. You're like, well, what size airplane? How big are the bouncy balls? Oh. Is the plane filled with people? Are there seats in it? Or is it like completely empty? You know, wow. thi- and like, oh, am I filling the under cabinet and like every single space? And like just asking those questions. So you're actually thinking about it. Yeah. Not just like giving an answer. Damn. That's fun. Fun. So fun. But uh, fun, 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 fun. Yeah. School needs to be changed. School Elon, does need to be Elon changed. Elon Musk is on it. <laughs> I know. But, I'm excited about it. Where do you like listen? Where do you get all his information? Uh, you just, you mentioned him twice already. I'm oh, like, someone, uh, there's just like a repost that oh, I saw. Oh, and oh. It was like a little clip from the interview. <laughs> I'm like, how do I stay up with Elon's the, life? Yeah. Elon um, Musk fan club on Facebook. Oh, yeah. really? There probably is a few of those. <laughs> oh, yeah. <I'm>, yeah. <laughs> he also said there are no grades. <laughs> Like some people are good I at mean, math. I mean, it makes fucking sense. So if you're good at math, you don't get you go graded faster. in real life. Yeah. No one's literally like A plus today, buddy. Right. It's like, oh, you're good at math. Like, okay, like go learn more. Yeah. Not like, oh, you got to stay and and this person's not good at math, so they feel like an idiot, and it's like, now the teacher's going too fast for them. Yeah. 
It's like, uh, yeah, it's a, com- it's a safe learning environment almost. Do mm-hmm. you know what I mean? There's no judgment attached to it, yeah. which makes it so much easier to thrive. Yeah. If you have no one telling you you're terrible at this, but good at this, right. you should go for this, but you still need to be good at that because. Yeah. And again, that's not realistic right? in the real world. Like you have a accounting job. You don't have to be a salesman. You don't have to do everything. Right. Right. Unless whatever. But yeah, it's like. Let's focus on what you're good at. Yeah, we can build the skills you're not good at, but like, you don't have to be great at everything. We all have our talents. We should lean into that. Yeah. What's up, happiness homies? It's Matt here. So Taylor and I are constantly talking about ways to improve the podcast and ways we can provide you guys more value and more support in your pursuits for daily happiness. So we are reaching out for your help. For the next two weeks, We would love to hop on a call with you guys and simply ask your questions on why you listen to the podcast, what you love about it, where you're at in life, and where we can support you more in that pursuit of happiness. This is not a sales call. We simply want to learn more about you guys, our listeners. In exchange for your time, we would be so happy to offer you coaching or any support we can on the call to help you achieve whatever you're after in life. So if that sounds good to you, check the link in the description and you can book a call with either myself or Taylor. It's your choice. Once again, we're only offering these calls for the next two weeks and spots are limited. So if this sounds good to you, book your call right away. We really look forward to getting to know you guys on a deeper level and we really appreciate your support and listening. Now back to the episode. Dude, what is in this coffee? Uh... Um, I don't know. It's just fresh beans. I'm like freaking out over I know, here. It's good stuff. It is good. <laughs> I'm jittery as hell. I'm like I want to sip it, but I'm like, oh my god. And maybe it's the princess cup. I don't know, man. Diva being a diva. Being a diva. Stop, <laughs> shot boy. I'm just kidding. Diva. Um, so Taylor, we were at this Halloween party this weekend. Oh. And you told this girl you were a life coach, and she turned to you and said, "What is one thing you would tell people to change their life?" Wow. I think that was the question. And while you were thinking of the answer, I had an answer in my head. I have an answer in my head. And you said the exact answer I was thinking of. And I'm like, I fucking knew it. My left nut was tingling. Your right nut was tingling. We came together as one brain. Yeah, I think she said, what's like the one thing that you feel like everybody needs? Mm, Yeah. So Deuce, before I say my answer, I'm curious what your answer is. Well, my answer to that question is different than what Matt just Mm. said. Okay. I said, what's one thing you would tell people? To change your life. Tiny habits create big changes. Mm. How do you like this? Small pieces build big machines. Boom. Is that what you said? Small pieces. No, that's no. not. But when you said that, I, that's a quote I heard from someone once. That wait. Yeah, I fucking love that. I mean, wait, I, wait, wait. What is this about small penises? <laughs> build big what? I hate you. <laughs> Speaking of penises. I hate you. Speaking okay. of penises. No, no, no. We're not. We're if not. the average small pieces build big machines. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Well, okay. I'll come back Deuce, to that. continue. Well, it's like one thing that I've implemented, you know, all the tiny habits, all the tiny small changes that create big changes that is easy to do that people don't realize. Mm-hmm. After 365 days of doing it, it adds up. Mm-hmm. Okay, so question number two. What's one thing that you think everyone needs? Or like if there's one common thread. Love. Mm. Nice. What, what is it? G- tell us like, more. Oh, just love. I mean, everyone. Elaborate. Um, I don't know. Love yourself. Love everyone. Yes. Just spread the fucking love. Everybody Be love, love everybody. 
and people will gravitate towards mm. you. So give love. Give love, okay. be love, all of it. I love that. I said if there was one common thing everybody needs to hear, it's uh, if they just believe in themselves. Oh, that's true. That's true. like <clears throat> the one common thread. Um, so many people are way closer to where they want to be than where they think they are. I agree. And it's like, man, if you just believe in yourself and didn't worry about other people or society or whatever, that, that would be like the one thing that I would have the biggest transformation. I, I believe. Agree. Yeah. That's, that was my, that's exactly what I was thinking. And I just like, think about myself back. Like I was thinking about like high school and I'm like, I know we all went through this, right? We're all judging ourselves. What is the popular crew doing? What is this person doing? Yeah. Kind of always looking to your left, your right. It's really hard to avoid that as a teenager. But if, if I could have just been like, dude, you got this. Yeah. Be yourself and believe in yourself. And like, just have that confidence to like, I know what's right. I know the right thing to do. Um, and, and then beyond high school and then college and stuff, it's like, you always wanted to be this personal trainer, but you were told to get the corporate job, civil engineering, all that stuff. It's like, if you just believed in yourself and said, no, I'm going to be a personal trainer. I can make this a career. I would be way further <laughs> on my path than I am now. Like I yeah. could have been where I am now five years ago. Yeah. What, do you think it's majority of just other people telling you no that makes you stop believing in yourself? Like what? Like like what do people need to believe in themselves? Like validation. Yeah, that's a tough question, but it is like people are always telling you like, no, you no, Maddie, don't do that because they're scared for themselves. Like you just started your own podcast. Yeah. Someone might be like, oh, are you sure? Like. Yeah. I don't know if you should do that. You know, it's like, that's just that person reflecting their you know, limiting beliefs. Yeah. And I think that happens. Um, you think people s- quite often. Yeah. Um, at the same time, I think going back to what Taylor said, it's like believe in yourself because you know, it's that, um, not cliche, but, but it's like, if you just talk to yourself the way you talk to your best friend yeah, or your plants or your, or your plants, <laughs> um, you'd be way better off where so it's true. like, I, I kind of want to take back what I said. Like if you're starting your podcast, I'd be like, hell yes, Maddie. Like do that. You should have your own podcast. You would fucking kill it. Yeah. That'd be so great. Everyone loves when you do our intros. You got the soothing voice, like all that stuff. Right. But yeah. you're in your, your head. Like who am I to start a podcast? No one's going to listen to oh this. Oh my God, I did ask me. I did ask myself that question, but then I was like, fuck it. Yeah. Literally fuck it. Yeah. I have so much fun doing it. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah. You've gotten to a point where yeah. you can say fuck it and like, no, yeah. I want to do this. I'm doing it. But there's so many people who are just not there. Yeah. And just, it's, did we talk about this last episode, but the know. automatic negative thoughts, the ants, oh, just have so many of those. And, you know, we have 50 to 70,000 automatic thoughts a day. That's how our subconscious works, right? It's like when to step on the uh, brake when you're driving, mm. turn on the left signal. You don't think like, okay, move my hand over to the, to the thing over here and, and push down because I'm going to turn left. Now I have to check my blind spot, mm. um, you know, speed up when you, like, you don't have to think about all this stuff. Right. You're, you're just doing it. If you had to think about all that stuff, you'd be fucking exhausted within the first minute of the day trying to make all these decisions. But we have these automatic thoughts to help us live our life the way we do. And a lot of, of what comes with those automatic thoughts are these negative thoughts. Just, we don't even have any control anymore. Damn, that's so crazy. Yeah. And it's like, it's I can't, crazy that I can't do this. That's where the brain goes first. Do you know what It's I mean? survival. It is survival. Yeah. We don't want to be outcast from, you know, uh, our community and stuff like that. Because if we did back in the day, 
you know, we would probably die without our tribe. Like Damn. we have our hunters, we have our moms who take care of the kids and, and cook and this person makes clothes and whatever. Um, if we couldn't do that all by ourselves. So right. we needed our tribe to survive. We don't really need that anymore. No. Uh, and since we don't, um, it's, it's not really beneficial to have all these negative thoughts like right. we do. So, yeah, I think it's environment and age because mm -hmm. there's people out there who do believe in themselves and from a young age. And it's like, <clears throat> if you have that environment, those people around you, it's like, they don't understand what it's like to ha to have a fixed mindset or to like have negative thoughts. And then I think the older we get, like the more risk there is and the more that we learn, like, even if I think of some of my clients who are like, you know, high level business executives, but it's like, sometimes they just like, don't think outside of the box. Like that's a big part of what I do is just like get them to think differently. Cause they're just been so structured and like, this is what I do. This is the next step. Like that they don't think like, Oh, I could actually decide if I want to do something else. So it's like, for one, the older you get, the, the more risk there is too, because like, you know, when you're 20, what do you have to lose? You can start over again. Right. That's right. like people talk about with investing. It's like, you know, take more risks when you're younger because you're gonna have a bigger return. But then as you get older, like you can't lose it all, right. you know? And I think, you know, then the next stage is like, all of a sudden you get married and you have kids. It's like, oh, well, like there's more risk to like quitting your job and doing the thing you want because it's like, you have to provide for other people. And like, um, which is why this conversation is so important to start at a young age is like helping people believe like, Hey, you can do whatever you want. You can be whatever you want. Um, and yeah, it's like, you're the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. Yeah. I think if we go back to the kid conversation, like that's what would excite me about having a kid to be like, do my best not to instill any of those bad habits. Let yeah. them believe. Actually, I heard this interview from someone reposted it, but it was Kanye West. Mm -hmm. And he's like, most people from a young age were taught that like not everything is possible. It's like, I was, I was always taught everything is possible. Yeah. So he's like, so I just went for everything. I'm like, look where I am now. And so if you can instill that in your kid in the young age, like do the mantras, get, we've talked about that little girl in front of the mirror, like I am strong, I am powerful. Like do that shit because, and, and not only that, but like, as far as kids go, like they're learning more from just watching you do stuff. And I had this conversation with one of my clients, she's a mom. And I'm like, what do you, what do you think your daughter who's four years old is like watching you just be a mom? You're like, I wish I just wasn't a mom. I want to be. Um, we'll use a different name. I want to be Allison. Like, I just want to be Allison, not mom, not husband. I want to like have my own identity. And I'm like, and I imagine you want your daughter to have that too. You want to instill those good habits. But what is she seeing? She's seeing you just be mom all the time. Yeah. Always taking care of her and her younger brother and cooking and all this stuff. But if you told her, it's like, Hey, you know, mommy's going to go in the office and, um, you know, do her 30 minute dance class or yeah, take like, or I told her like, you're on this call right now. You're on this call with me. You probably told your kids like, this is mommy time. She's working on her business. Like that's important. They're seeing that. So when the kids grow up, what'd your mom do? Oh, she's a stay at home mom. She cooked, she cleaned, she did all this stuff. Or it's like, oh, she, not only was she a stay at home mom, but, uh, she'd spent a lot of time working on her business. And then she would also do like a lot of self care. I remember she would always tell us like, all right, screen time so I can go like do my YouTube dance class or yoga or right. whatever or babysitter's coming. Dad and I are going having date night. Anyway, so instilling that in your kids because like they're watching and I just think that's – for me, like that's what I would have so much fun with. Always reflecting on how I'm showing up because it's exactly how my kid's going to start yeah. to show up and start to learn and right. perceive how the world works. That is an exciting thought. Yeah.
because I feel like we do, we do got it together. <laughs> <laughs> We're so fucking kind woke. <laughs> <laughs> Humble too. Yeah, exactly. Mm. All right, guys, I have one more question. Oh, only one more. Well, you know, we're we're at like 45 oh my, minutes wow. ish. Um, I sent this. Uh, Shaw boy is chewing up that football. That's okay. It's his. Okay. Oh, okay. Good for you, buddy. Uh, you can play quarterback for the Packers because Aaron Rodgers has COVID. Oh, I sent this in a text, and then Taylor said, "Can you elaborate?" And I said, "No," because <laughs> I'm just curious what comes Cla- out. I don't really, Matt. I don't really want to elaborate. I just want to know what comes up for you. The question is, on the day that you die, oh shit, what do you need? <clears throat> yeah, my first response is nothing. I'm dying. Okay, so I'll kind of give my thought when I heard this question. Here and comes the elaboration. Yeah, well, I'll elaborate, but I wanted you to think about it. If you literally think. I'm dying. Cool. Nothing matters. And I go off and die. Then great answer. What do I need? Good for you. But I think we kind of go through life. Like I need to make this money. I need the house. I need the car. I need all oh. this stuff I need. But it's like, if you knew you were like dying tonight, what would you really need? For me, it would be like, I'd want my family around. Mm-hmm. If my parents, like if this was literally today, I'd want my mom, dad, and brother here. I'd want you guys around. I'd want to, Share moments like this. I'd want to talk and just have good conversation and probably a delicious meal. Mm -hmm. And like, what more do I really need? Probably nothing. I don't need to know that I've had this house. Like, I don't know. This is why I want to ask the question because it's like, do I need to know that I've like built something that I've built a legacy that like, okay, like right now I don't have kids. I think if I reflect on this, it's like, well, I want, we're having this conversation, right? Like yeah. I want kids. So should I make that more of a priority mm. or am I just flowing through life and you know, I'll have kids when I have kids or I don't know. I don't know my answer. Totally. It's That's kind of why it's the question. Yeah. It's interesting because my first thought was a book. Mm. I would need to have a, I want a book. I mm. want a book so that I can live on forever. Oh, like your own book. Mindset. Oh, yes. Mm. Like my own written book. But that's like, I don't even know it. I, that's literally what I first thought. That's radically. That's cool. I like that. But I don't, but I would also want my family around me. I guess that'd be fun. Yeah. I think that's kind of part of the question. It's like, what do I really need in this moment? I don't, yeah. Right. Like I want my family around. I want a good meal. I want a good conversation. I want to share laughs. I wouldn't need much though. I've had, I've had a good life. <laughs> that's awesome. You know? I, I love, love to hear that. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, yeah. Boy I have no complaints. I write it all the time. If I were to die today, I have no complaints. That's great. No regrets, really. Yeah. That's awesome. Taylor, do you want to expand? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I guess it's like, if we're talking about the day, yeah, I don't, I don't really have much that I need because it's like, there's not much you can change, which is interesting. If you, if you we talk about that question a lot. Like if you look, if you're on your deathbed and you look back on your life, right. Um, now if you tell me like, Hey, you're diagnosed with terminal cancer and you have a month to live, Mm. that's maybe a different story. Mm. That's more reflection. But if we're actually on the day that I'm dying, it's like, yeah, my family, but I don't need anything. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't really have regrets. It's just like, this is, you know, this is happening. Um, but I don't know. Yeah. Not, not really much comes to mind with that question. I think it's interesting and perhaps it's because I'm living my life in integrity with myself in alignment, like Deuce was saying, where I believe I'm going to accomplish all the things. I mean, you mentioned kids. That's always an interesting question. Um, 
because I do want kids, but I don't even think about it because it's like, I'm not at that stage and I got to meet someone first, which is like the obvious thing. But like, you know, it's funny. I, I meet people on even sometimes go on dates and it like kind of gets to that conversation. You meet someone like, Hey, do we have like similar philosophies on life? Not that it's like, <clears throat> Oh, we're, you know, where is this going in the next year? Mm-hmm. But just like kind of, kind of asking those broader questions and like, anytime that has come up or like, do you want a family or whatever is like, I'm like, like I do, but it could be, it could happen in a year or it could happen in 10 years, mm-hmm. but it's, you know, it'll happen when it needs to. So I think if it was, you know, to your point, Matt, of like, should I make that more a priority? I think, you know, it's something that I want, but like if life unfolds and I don't live another year, it's like, well, it wasn't in the cards for me. So, yeah. Um, I'd love to write a book. I'd love to like, you know, somehow have some kind of legacy that lives on. But if I don't, <clears throat> you know, now's not the time for me to, to do those things. So hmm. I don't know if that really answers. Your yeah. Question. No, no, it's, it's a good point. Like, yeah, you want to write a book, but you're still doing other stuff. It's not a time for you to write a book. So yeah, that's maybe a 10 year goal or something, but just because you're like, Oh, you know, tomorrow's not guaranteed if I'm going to die in a week. Like, should I get started on that book now? Mm. And does that mean drop everything else? Not necessarily. Yeah. Maybe if you had asked me this five years ago, it might've been like, wow, I'm like 25 and having a quarter life crisis. And like, what have I done with my life? Mm -hmm. But even, even now I I feel like I have, there's so much more I want to do and accomplish and grow and relationships. But like, I feel like I'm doing the things on a daily basis. So yeah. Yeah, I like that. I think that's that's the important thing. I, I think having this conversation, I'm like, uh, this has been my my goal since like moving into my new apartment um, over the last like whatever three weeks um, to work less and play more. Mm, yeah. And like, I just want to hang out with people more and hang out with friends more. Yeah. Like I have shit to do. I want to get work done, but it's like, what really does make me happy and like fuel fuel me up day after day is like. Um, having like group of friends, like being able to come here and just like walk through the door and be like, what up? You know, it's like, uh, like I, I love having that and I just want more of that. Like if I could have that every day, I don't know if that's realistic. Um, but yeah, now I'm living alone. I'm like, did I fuck up? No. Like it seems great to live alone and I'm enjoying it, but I'm like also just the present, even like my old roommate who like we weren't best of friends, but just having that presence around and yeah, I don't know. Um, you need to get a dog. Oh God, I, I really don't. I honestly don't want a dog. Really? I would love a dog, but I also don't want a dog. Oh. It's a big responsibility. Yeah. Sure. If I want to go like get an Airbnb in the mountains and, and they don't allow dogs. I guess. Now I got to Also pay being in an apartment or, is like a d- big, so true, so true, big so game true. changer. So true. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of which, I stepped in dog shit no. yesterday. I was walking through the grass near my apartment and uh, just my foot slipped. And I was like, son of a bitch. I just stepped in dog poop. God damn it. And it was. And it was, you know, just squishy and Disgusting. smelly. And I was like, pick up your freaking dog poop. I really, really dislike people that don't pick up their dog's poop. Yeah. It's so inconsiderate. Um, I have a question. Yeah. Since we're talking about deathbeds and all. <laughs> deathbeds and dog shit. Do you guys have <laughs> goals to accomplish before you die? Like, is there something that you absolutely want to do before you die? I should probably get more clear on this because I feel like I should have a good answer. But no, I mean, I'm not clear on it either. I have yeah. like a, I have 
a string of thoughts, but someone told me the other day they're like, you should write a book, and I was like, whoa, thank you. I haven't I know Taylor? I think something we should, Taylor I talked think about. Everyone and, should write a book. Yeah, honestly, it'd be cool. It's just not something I've thought about, but I'm like, yeah, that'd be cool. But like, I don't know. Yeah, ten years from now, um, I don't know. <sighs> I don't know. Someone else, Taylor, you go. <laughs> um, yeah, I think this is interesting, and I do a lot of goal setting. I want to write a book. I want to give a TED talk. I'd love to host like a big retreat. The TED talk's a good one. And at the same time, it's like I'm open to like what the universe has for me. Like those are those are great in theory, but um, like crazy goal. Like I want to climb Mount Kilimanjaro. Mm. Like that's on my list. Yeah. I mean, like I want to travel to Europe. I've never been to Europe. Play Major League Baseball. Is that is it too late for me for that? No. No, it's not? Yes. No, you could throw the first pitch one of these I'd, games. That's actually something I've wanted to do so badly. I also would love to catch fly balls at the Home Run Derby. Oh, my God. But that's it. for, like, mm. I think children, potentially. Yeah. Yeah, I'd love to uh, go snowboarding, jump out of a helicopter. <gasps> Fine. Snowboarding. Yeah. Um, that's on the list. This is more like bucket list. But yeah, but. I feel but like your question before was. Before you die. I mean, like. Yeah. Same shit. Isn't that an actual, isn't that a bucket list though? If, if I'm being honest, I'm just like, I feel like tired right now. Oh. And I'm like. After just in, in this, being hype about the coffee. All of a sudden coffee. I was jittery on coffee. <laughs> God, and now I just like hit a wall. No, I don't mean literally like right in this moment. I mean, par, okay. par, partially yes, but I don't know. Some of it's just like, man, I'm just like trying to build my business and that's good enough. Good enough sounds terrible, but it's like trying to think about all these big things and it's like I just want to do this really well okay and I just want to stay healthy and, and like make sure I can work out consistently and and meet new friends yeah um yeah I'm yeah. like just exhausted of having these yeah I guess that, that, big goals. <laughs> kind of my point with that is like those are things I want to do like I will write a book one day and if something happens where that it doesn't happen I'm not going to be like oh, I didn't fulfill these things right um and that's why I think goal setting is so important is like if you don't have a vision to follow, you're just going to end up nowhere, like so going true. in circles. So like it, it is good to have these things. There's, I mean, I'd love to travel the world and visit all these places. Um, so it's good to have those checkpoints of like, you know, okay. Like I, I have a goal written down to do a half Ironman. Nice. Um, it was supposed to be this year. Maybe it'll be the next year. Maybe it'll never happen. Maybe it will. Um, so it's like, which I don't know, maybe sounds like wishy-washy, but it, it's, it's having a vision of like, I guess what I would say is it's actually, why do you want these things? That's more important than the actual goal. <clears throat> because when you're clear on that, then it may manifest itself in different ways. Interesting. Right? So it's like, if in I like the wrong ways. No, it could be the right way. Right. So it's like, why do I want to jump out of a helicopter and go snowboarding? Like it just sounds epic. And it's like, <clears throat> it feels like I love the sport of snowboarding and it's like very much like, this mix of like play and like skill development. And I just feel like to get to that progression where I can like, wherever we get dropped out of a helicopter, I'm good enough to do that. <clears throat> and it's very much about adventure. Like that's just a dope experience. But if I could have adventure and like progression in my life in another way, I'd be cool with Satisfied. that. Right. Writing a book is like ultimately like books for me personally have been so influential yeah. that I want to give back in the same way that like, books have changed my lives. So if that looks different than writing a book and there's some other avenue, as long as I'm like pouring that out and I'm helping people, then I'm okay with that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I just want to help as many people as possible. And I, 
honestly just wish it were a little easier <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. Or like in my program or this podcast, right? We're talking to people. Um, I'm sure there's an ad in this episode to talk about getting on a call with us yeah. because we want to help more people. Um, and so how do we do that? And it's like, I just wish people were knocking on my door and were like, help me because I can, I can help a lot of people, but it's, um, you know, and this is stuff I teach and marketing and all that stuff. But it's like, I just wish it was easier. I wish I could just show up, get on calls and help people yeah. and not have to do the marketing and the sales all the time. And, and, oh my God, my reels aren't doing well and no one's liking my Instagram posts. And, oh my God, I'm fucking regretting my entire life. Flailing what am I doing? Yeah. Um, what, did somebody, how did you realize that you help people or like had a knack at it, knack for it? Uh, well, it's taken a lot of time. Like, um, I mean, it started with fitness. Like both of you, this and, is for both of you, sorry. Yeah, but it started with, I fitness. would say Taylor too, right? Like started with fitness, doing it for myself, then be like, wow, I would love to teach this to people because it, a lot of people make it harder than it has to be. Um, so being a personal trainer and then exactly what Taylor says, like realizing like, it's not just about the fitness. Like these people need to set goals. They need to like fix their language. They need to like believe in themselves. Yeah. Like, okay, how do I help someone do that? And it was started with helping myself through this, mm. taking the tools I've learned to, you know, give it to other people and, and then just doing it. Yeah. Like the first time I did my program, my very first program, the, um, the what's it called? brand framework was a terrible program. You know, I gave people some tools they could use to take better photos, videos, like learn a bit about branding, but I didn't change anyone's life. Right. And then my very first personal trainer business accelerator program, looking back on that, I helped a bunch of people. Um, but compared to how I'm helping people now, right. like within the first week, even two weeks, like mind blowing changes and like, holy shit, um, all this stuff. It's like, yeah, I've just been practicing and doing it. And I've gotten good at it. And it fires you up now. And it fires me up, so yeah. that's why you're following it. It's yeah. fun. Yeah, I think for me, it's a, it's like passion and honestly, a little bit of like innate skill, like just my personality. I think being a coach <clears throat> was always going to be an identity, even if I like, I don't know, was an accountant. Like if that was my path, like even thinking back to like high school or college and just like helping friends with homework or baseball or like I just... I'm very empathetic, so I can really relate to people. I'm v very good at observing situations. And then I'm also good at just explaining, like breaking things down, like having a step-by-step -step process. And again, that could be like, hey, how to hit a baseball off a tee or like, you know, how to, you know, like I remember in college, this this one girl I went to school with who made had like a 4.0. We were exercise science. She cr crushed every class. I remember physics, like I did so bad and she would like get A's and I'm like, how do you even understand this? But then we'd be in exercise physiology class and our professor was actually my, um, what do they even call it? Basically you get like a mentor. Yeah. Like your advisor, my advisor. Yeah. He was my advisor and I had kind of a good relationship with him and you know, he would just call on me randomly sometimes and ask like a very like real world application of like something related to exercise physiology, like and I would just like answer from my thoughts. And she comes up to me after class, like, how did you know that? I was like, I just thought about it. But like, she was very good at like the textbook stuff. And um, so I, I think partly that's like my personality, you know, and then I slowly realized, oh, I do have a skill in terms of just like explaining things and mm -hmm. teaching and guiding. And then it was just passion. Like I, it made me feel good to like help people. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know that I like getting into coaching and personal training and fitness. I don't know that I could have told you that like eight, 10 to eight years ago. Um, that was also following a passion of like, I loved, you know, health and fitness, like that industry. Um, and then, yeah, now, now to what I do is just leaning more into like the specifics, but, um, you know, when it comes to finding purpose in life, it's like, what are you passionate about? And then like, what do you have, you know, skills to do? Cause everyone's created different. So it's like, there's things that I can't do that some people have the ability and things I can do that some people would have to work harder to have those skills. Right. You know, it's funny. I, I kind of forgot about this. And as you were talking, I was like, I always thought I was a terrible teacher, no patience, like and a few examples, like being an engineer, um, there were some people smarter than me who would help me. Then I would help some people that I was whatever smarter than. And like, I had no patience with those people, like f showing their work, like yeah. 29 plus 32. And I'm like, you don't need to show that much work. Like, just skip that. Just do that in your head and keep going. And like, I didn't have patience for it. Same with like, uh, I don't know, trying to teach someone a sport or something like back in the day. Like I just had no patience for it. I'm like, ah, oh, why don't you get this? Just fucking do it. Um, so it's so funny that I am this now. And I think the, my point being is like, you can learn this. Like uh, just because I've always thought I was a bad coach doesn't mean I could become one. Right. I always knew my dad was such a good coach. He was a tennis pro and, and taught people tennis and built these big companies. And, um, I was like, yeah, my dad's a really good teacher. I'm like, I'm just not like that. I just don't have the patience. Uh, it's so funny now I have so much patience for the people I'm teaching and I've gotten so much better at just asking questions and maybe trying to guide someone to their own conclusion rather than being like, why don't you just fucking get this? And I enjoy it so much. So I think it can be learned as yeah. well. Um, yeah. And it's just this passion to be like, um, you know, I want to help people the way I helped myself going from engineering to doing something I love now and making money doing it. Uh, I know I wasn't happy. I know I was working for the weekends, all that stuff in a city that I wasn't excited about drinking too much, all these things I've gotten out of that and I've gotten to a place that I love and there's always work to be done. Um, but that's what I want to help people. If you're, if you were like me, who was, who has a corporate job and don't love it, but have a passion, like I had fitness and that's where it started for me and it's evolved. Mm -hmm. Uh, if you have a passion, if it's dancing, if it's whatever, like writing, like, um, I want to help those people. Yeah. Been talking about this pivot. So teaser, if, if this rings a bell, or if this, uh, resonates with you, hit me up, let me know, get on one of these calls. I would love to talk, but, uh, but yeah, I just, uh, that's what fills me up the most. That's what fills my cup is yeah. to have these moments with my clients and they go, Oh my God, like pff, aha moments or mind blowing moments. I'm like, yes. And I get off the call and I tell Taylor, I'm like, I fucking love this. I just had the best call. Mm, uh, I want to touch on that. You said earlier, you know, you wish it was easier to help people mm -hmm. and all the things and all, you know, do you think that, cause I, I'm on the other end of that when you're like, I just crushed that call. It feels so good. Would that be as sweet if you just woke up every day and you, you know, you had calls with clients and all you're doing is helping people. If you didn't have to go struggle. through some of the struggle, like, could you appreciate it as much? Or do you think you'd be like, all right, now what? Yeah, I think, um, maybe not fully answering that question, but it's like, I kind of feel like I got put in the fucking work. Couldn't it just be a little easier to get more clients now where I, I hear you like, yeah, if I just woke up one day and was just getting clients, uh, probably not, it probably wouldn't be as rewarding, um, but it's kind of this question. It's like, uh, my old mentor said this to me or to like our group. And she was like, you're going to have these moments where it's like, when will it happen for me? Mm -hmm. Like when will it happen? When will I just like get 10,000 followers and people are just like, Matt, 
I'll do your, I'll pay whatever it takes. Just sign me up. Like, I don't even need to get on a sales call. People are just like, take my money, help me. Like, when will that fucking happen? And, uh, yeah, I think, uh, you know, I could sit and journal about that. And I understand I'm, I probably still have a lot of lessons to learn. And I was about to say you're on the journey still. Yeah, I'm, I'm still on the journey. I'm, I'm okay with that. But also, I am allowed to just complain and fucking totally. shout it and Dude, be frustrated totally. once in a while. Yeah. You know? So, permission to be frustrated. But also, like, I don't just sit here and complain, why me? When will this happen? Like, it's like, okay. Clearly, I need to learn a lesson or I need to keep doing the things. So, what's the next step? I'll just keep doing the things. So, I don't really know if I answered your question, but it's, um, I think, I think, yeah. Like, probably wouldn't have been as rewarding if I just was handing clients and never had to, like, do all the things to get them. Yeah. Ooh. I like it. I like the it. struggle is real. Struggle is real. This is a conversation Taylor and I had one time. This is probably a year and a half ago. Uh, going through my divorce, the pandemic just started. He, you were moving in, in your new place, right? And uh, and I was like, Taylor, I was like, I'm fucking tired, man. I'm like, can we just like chill for like a month or two? Can it, things just be easy and relax? And like, can we just chill? Right. And we talked for a little bit longer, but basically Taylor kind of came to, to the conclusion. He's like, you wouldn't enjoy it if it were easy if the road was smooth you would do something to make it difficult again you would you would start training for a triathlon or you would start like you'd be like all right the business goal is now fifty thousand dollars instead of 20 you're like you would do something anyway to to make it make it hard because it wouldn't be fun if it was just easy yeah easy smooth road yeah i think it's uh (laughs) it's interesting because i feel all the things that you you say you and i talk about this on a regular basis and then as I'm hearing you say this, I'm like, man, it's like, I feel like we just started doing this work. And I know we do a little bit different things, but like, if you think about, like for me, like, I don't know, Tony Robbins might be like the pinnacle of like the space that I'm in. And how old is he? Like, how long is he? You I know, I, doing this, yeah. I think he started doing like sales. That's kind of how it slowly shifted. I heard his story when he was like 18, Yeah. like more like old school door-to-door salesman. And that was his first step into speaking. And then it got into more personal, you know, and it's like... Like, I hear you and I feel that and I'm like, man, it would be cool if I could just, like, spend my time helping more people instead of writing Instagram posts. And also, like, man, if I just stick to another two years and then another two years. And, like... Dude, it's uh, funny. That's kind of like our previous guest, Steph Ganowski. She recently blew up. She had a a few reels that went viral and she got a shit ton of followers. And uh, I was actually, like, looking through her profile. And I'm like, how... I forget how long she said she was doing this. I was, like, scrolling back. Um, and like posts from three years ago Damn. as a relationship coach. Now it's more like about sex, uh, sex sells. So good on you. But, uh, you know, she's been doing it for three years and now she has like 28,000 followers. And I'm like, I'm sure she's gone through the same shit. And it's like, like you said, Taylor, I've only been doing this for, you know, as far as niching down to personal trainers for a year and a quarter, maybe you, not even. Do you think that you need to niche down just to personal trainers though? Cause I feel like you could help fucking anyone. Yes. This is a, a deeper conversation. For sorry. An, we're already pretty long on this podcast. No, no, no. Don't be sorry. Uh, I could go down my whole reason why you should niche down, but... Um, I mean, I get it. Yeah. I get it. You can help the most people in that fucking area mm-hmm. <laughs> when you niche. But I just... I don't know. I feel like... I feel like you don't give yourself as much credit because you help a lot of people that you just come into contact with on an everyday basis. Mm outside of Instagram. Yeah. Which I think is where you should probably start leaning into a little more. Like the Lekka girls. 
Do you know what I mean? Like, you were their biggest cheerleader. Like, mm. you were like, this is not the video that you need. Mm. Like, you need to go consult with them. Yeah. Because they need you. Yeah. Like, that's what you need to, like, work off Instagram. Start making real, I don't know. That's, that's kind of, so this has kind of been my pivot where it's like, I've always wanted to help Matt five years ago. Right. Matt five years ago, I had a corporate job, didn't love it, had a passion for fitness. So I want to help Matt. If, if Again, if it sounds like you, like, if you're in corporate, you don't. Maybe you don't hate it, but you don't love it. You're like, right, it's not- there's something else out there for me. I know it. And maybe you have that passion. Like, I, I truly don't want to help you find a passion because that could take three years, five years. Right. I want you to have a passion right now, whether it's the right one or the wrong one, right? It wasn't – personal training wasn't right for me, but right. I just went for it and slowly made that way. I want to give you the tools to see what's possible, to start making these steps, um, to take action, to see that, like, you know, maybe it's the course, like, monetize your passion, from yeah. nine to five to nine to thrive or whatever. I'm trying to figure it out, dude. Yeah. But it's like, hey, let's like let's How do I just be everyone's hype woman? How do they all pay me ten dollars a month to be their hype woman? That's, that would be great. Uh you gotta tell people what you're up to. Let I know. Well, I feel like I'll do it naturally, but I don't know how sure. to be like, oh, just so you know. You can pay me for this. You can, you can pay me to have you text you every fucking morning. Just yeah. oh, there, just we yeah. there we go. There we go. That's that's it. If you're listening. Text, uh text text Maddie. Text, no, I'm text just, I'm sorry, to 911. Uh, <laughs> uh, don't do that. No. Uh, but yeah, anyway, but it's like, yeah, I know I can help everyone. And that's kind of my idea where, you know, I sat down with uh, a guy who's a videographer. We sat down, we're just talking. And all of a sudden, these ideas, I'm like, dude, this is the video you should make. You know, he's like, I made this video for this wallet. Like, it didn't do well. I'm like, yeah, because like this video is boring as fuck. Yeah. Ooh, premium leather. Who the fuck cares? Right. You know what people want is that like when I'm trying to get my fucking – you know when you're standing at, at the line uh, at the grocery store and the cashier hands you your cash back? You have that panic moment where you're like, oh, my God, we got to put my money away. This person's waiting. Like, Dude, everyone's yes. gone through that. Isn't that yes. such a funny thing we all have? It is. I'm like, if you made a video of the wallet that showed you how easy it is to put your money away really quickly, like, you could do a video where the person's like, sweating sweats dripping down their face and they're like looking at the person behind them and they're like oh my god it's like a universal feeling we all have like trying to put our change away and i'm like and then you do another video where it's like change back in your wallet bam you walk away in less than three seconds like that's the shit that would sell because it's a universal thing we all deal with and you've solved that problem not like premium leather just prettiness and yeah yeah, and i'm like so anyway but i'm like point being is like you're a creative consultant yeah I got yeah. fucking ideas. I can help you think differently. Kind of like Taylor said yeah. with these corporate guys. Like they're too in it. They've seen things one way. It's like you need that outside perspective to help. And that's like where mine, where my mind goes now. Yeah. And I'm like, I could help anyone Literally. come up with other ideas. And yeah, yeah so I'm very totally. excited I would love for to do you. That. I'm very excited. <laughs> I'm very excited for both of you. I'm very excited for all of us. <laughs> so Hell much yeah. excitement. Yeah. All the excitement. Hype woman. Well, I'm just saying. Coming in hot. We're doing good things. Yes, this is true. Um, well, I, I that, know I'm like, that's it. We yeah. went nice and long today. Um, speaking of long, nailed it. Just kidding. Oh, that's it. That's all I got. I mean, I have a, a bunch more questions. I'll come back with some more later, but, uh, you know, for now, that is it. Thank you all for joining us. Uh, what if, do they need to know? Well, they need to book a call with Taylor Ooh. and I guys. They we need to book a call with you. We guys. want to figure out how we can support you. Um, if that's with offering if that's improving the episodes if that's whatever it is uh we want to just get on a call and ask questions we want we don't get any feedback we don't know who's listening yeah and also share this shit with your friends if it's resonating with you share it with your friends send them a little screenshot say hey i think you should listen to this 
Yes, we would love that. I know. We want to be in everyone's ears. Yeah, we love you guys. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, peace, peace. out. Peace.